We all get bogged down with the mundane tasks of life, especially this time of year. But isn't it time you take a break from your normal, boring routine? Don't just sit on the sidelines and watch life go by. Get in the game with the bold, tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. You can be having a blast anywhere. Having a blast at work? Having a blast in traffic? Having a blast while you file your taxes? No, really. We mean it when we say anywhere. With Baja Blast now in stores everywhere, you can be having a blast whenever and wherever you are all year long. So what are you waiting for? Pick up an ice cold Baja Blast today at a store near you. And for a limited time, with every purchase of Baja Blast in stores and at participating Taco Bell locations, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. This swag is available for a limited time only. So don't wait. Grab a Baja Blast and start having a blast right away. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 18 plus subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com and 615.24. Void where prohibited. You will Yeah, yeah, They want to know. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is breaking news from Us Weekly and ET and People. And pop bass. And pop bass. And, and pop, pop, bass, and pop hey, crepe. Pop and just crave. Jared. And CinemaCon and WhiteHouse.gov. <laughs> Everyone is talking about this. And the WHO. They all reported it yesterday, though. And now. Last night. I think, yeah. so, I think somebody did some due diligence and reported it out, meaning the Us Weeklies weren't going to report it until it was actually like confirmed by someone, people a sources. source. There are two sources on People and one source on Entertainment Tonight, and they're all saying that Glenn Powell and Gigi Paris have been have broken up after three <laughs> years of dating. They're broken up. Which would normally be a blip, but mm-hmm. in the light in light of sp- certain circumstances, <laughs> in light of circumstances, oh my God. <laughs> It's like Sally sells seashells in light of certain circumstances becomes important to the movie industry at large, the film industry at large, because they're going to save it. That's what it feels like. It feels like they're all of saving the it. Distributors or theater owners at CinemaCon this week have like spent a lot of their own money to make sure that we care about Glenn Powell and Gigi Paris breaking up because of a rumored affair between Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney, the two stars of an upcoming untitled R-rated Sony Pictures rom-com. All we know is that it's hard R because they say in the interviews. It's a hard R, which like, I'm not even sure we're supposed to be saying. I'm not even sure. (laughs) I don't even. He said it. Everybody was like, you sure? And then it was like, I guess you could say, you know, it has been said like that. But but everyone's kind of like, I'm not sure that's the right terminology for this. There's at least two things that could come before what he actually means, which is an R rating in Mm -hmm. a movie theater. I don't know about you, but I feel like this is like, not only do we go for the hard R, which is really, really fun, but it's also like. When was the last time you saw like a hard R rom-com that's big and it's cinematic? Everybody's in swimsuits, looking good. And anyways, shout out to like the four people who listen to this podcast who even remember that he was dating a woman named Gigi Paris. I always did because I thought it was like one of the funniest names I've ever heard in my goddamn life. It's like the yeah. funny. It's it really is yeah. like um, witness protection ass name, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Gigi. Gigi looks at poster that says Paris. Gigi Paris. Paris. <laughs> looks at DVD of Midnight in Paris. Yeah. Paris. <laughs> Gigi. Oh, Paris. 
there's been a lot of conversations about like is Glenn Powell hot? Like what? I just it's weird that a that a dating rumor with a much more famous girly has like shot him into the stratosphere of celebrity tabloid conversation when before I would say that people liked him, but he has always been like somebody that that movie studios have been trying to make happen for a while. And I do think that the general moviegoer, movie people who care about movies have come to the conclusion that he's good, that he's worthy, that mm-hmm. he's put out some good performances, that we loved him and everybody wants some exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But it is funny to see him on the on the bigger world stage. Yeah. <laughs> Getting coverage like this. Getting well, coverage like this. A source tells E.T. that the pair, who started dating in 2019, broke up in early April and that the split was amicable. Quote, Glenn Powell and his now ex-girlfriend Gigi Paris broke up in early April. The breakup was amicable, the source says, adding that Powell is, quote, single. Interesting. The update Mm. on the former couple comes after Paris unfollowed the Top Gun Maverick star on Instagram. Eagle-eyed fans noticed the unfollow, which came just before a new reel from Paris Wednesday that fueled split speculation. But meanwhile, Powell Uh still follows Paris. Yeah, well, I mean, he's not, maybe he's not as petty as she is, but also maybe she's like, we've been broken up for a while now, and now the whole world is speculating that I'm being cheated on, I'd rather just like, I'd rather, (laughs) I'd rather say that we've been broken up, so let's just like Mm. come out with it. Yeah. The The other interesting thing is like, in terms of like, whether or not there's anything going on, it wouldn't be the first, it wouldn't be the last, but. I, you'd think that Sydney Sweeney would come out with something defensive about her relationship since she's engaged, but then part of me is like, mm, there's also a chance that like this is great for the movie and just we'll just stay silent until whatever. Like if the fiance of hers like doesn't really care, maybe he's like, yeah, whatever. Like I'm calm. I'm I know we're still together, so we'll just like sell your movie. Then again, the movie just stopped filming. It comes out in like three years or some bullshit. <laughs> we do have a comment from, if not a source, someone, if not straight from her, sources close to her, spoke to TMZ and were like, she's still with her fiance. She's still with Jonathan Davino. Do not believe the Glenn Powell rumors. Meanwhile, they're like giving each other Who? like under the clothes hand jobs when they're getting they're like, not. Uh, they are interviewed <laughs> on the red carpet of CinemaCon. You know, like they're being flirtier than possible. You know, like I haven't seen anything outside the realm of what I've seen before. I mean, Oscar Isaac sniffed Jessica Chastain's armpit on the red carpet. They are both married and stayed married after yeah. that. Like, yeah. are they both freaks? Yes. Did that sell their show? I'm not sure. Was I don't it a think good it show? Did. Actually, it was a good show. Just want to say it was a good show. You're like show the only person hot. I know who watched that, but everyone was I know hot. was talking about the armpit sniffing. But I'm just saying, like, it, it's not you, – you have to understand these are actors, and you have to understand, yeah. like, that I just don't – we've seen this, and we've seen worse. Lindsay, and by worse, I mean just, like, more under-the-clothes hand jobs, you know, on the red we're, carpet. Were you the second insider who spoke to people? Because that person said they're filming a movie that's a romantic comedy. Yeah. It's like what people. It's like what people say about movie stars. Oh, they have such good chemistry. It's just their job. They're friends oh that met God. on set. They're co-stars. Who wrote that? Jesus Christ! The second insider. That's me. Yeah. The I first said. insider was the first insider was really mean, and they were like, they break up all the time in terms of Glenn and Gigi. They were like, they break up all the time. They've broken up many times before, but this time it's broken up for good. 
when is this movie out? Because this is a long ruse to have to like extend. They just finished. They just finished filming. This is the other problem with paparazzi photos, photos from sets leaking and shit like that. This is like mm-hmm. very bad for marketing of movies. It comes out too early, and then everybody kind of forgets. You want it to come out right before. You don't want these to be out when they're actually filming them live. You do know? we even know when this is supposed to come out? I don't think we do. I mean, uh, it, it, if they were just – if the photos from them film, – they just wrapped filming, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's got to be like a year from now, right? Maybe a it's little bit less. It's just called like Untitled Sony Comedy or something like no, that. No, it's called Anyone But You. Oh, it has a name now. Anyone mm, But yeah. You. Yeah. Maybe they'll fast okay. track it. Maybe they'll make it fa- – they'll, they'll, and they already gave it an R rating, so that means that somebody's must be doing something over there. It's a hard R. It's a hard R. It was filmed in Australia. That's fun. Whatever. This movie um, is going to kill us. <laughs> I know, but I just can't. I don't know why we're waiting this. Like, this is just the timing. We need them to speed Glenn it up. Glenn Powell and Gigi Paris have called it quits after three years together. A source tells Access Hollywood. The 30-year-old model took to her Instagram on Wednesday to share a video of herself playfully walking down a city street with the caption, know your worth and on to the next. The pair's breakup news comes just a few days after rumors swirled of Glenn being romantically involved with his upcoming rom-com co-star, Sydney Sweeney. You are listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Um, before we get started, I want to read one more tweet from Guy on Twitter. Ask anyone on the street how they feel about Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney, and they will tell you the same thing. Who is Glenn Powell? <laughs> I mean, I, the pa- uh, that just speaks to the power of euphoria that Sydney mm-hmm. Sweeney is, is you know, is the star. She's number is, one. And Glenn Powell, who's arguably been in bigger movies than, than euphoria as a show, is not part of the conversation of knowing who he is. Yeah, you know? I love it. Wild. Yeah. Here's a call. Okay, you guys never play my calls. But I have been your Gen Z correspondent for longer than we've had a Gen Z correspondent. I was 18 at your 2018 show in D.C. So with that being said, you didn't invent a TikTok channel. That's already been a TikTok channel. You guys would have known that. You need to hire a social media intern. Please let it be me. I did know this because I did see this and it was in the back of my head because this is one of the most ridiculous we it's like on the Patreon. We talked about this somewhere, maybe just personally. <laughs> when a national publication calls me a nepo baby, but I actually quit acting eight years ago, and now I'm the president of a corporation I built from the ground up. Babe, you're still a nepo baby. Like I don't under just because you changed. Babe, you were in Monarch you... six months ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. You played the younger version of your mother in a Fox show in 2023. And then she like got railed. She got like railed for it Rail, wrong word she got like <laughs> criticized for it and then she posted when literally five people out of thousands realize your post is a tongue-in-cheek joke at your own expense i actually thought it was funny and smart and layered using terms like from the ground up which is classic but i guess i'll stick to simple contact thanks for the reminder babe what do you wrong. think your audience is like what are you talking and like she meant that so earnestly like what are you talking about mm-hmm. this is my least favorite behavior it's like i was joking Sorry you can't take a joke because I was joking. It's like, mm-hmm. what? You were not joking. She wasn't joking at all. She wasn't joking at all. Cool. Did I tell you – did we talk about what? her um, – whatever. We don't have to talk about Eva Murray Martino's. Well, we, uh, you, we me. do because play the next call. There's one more call. Let's play the next one. 
I was just going to talk about another thing that's not called about. It's like, I don't need to go off script. We can just talk about the calls that came in. Yeah, let's go. not go off script about Eva Marie Martino, please. Thank you. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Had to pause the pod because I heard you talking about the who were the YouTubers, country charts, whatever, announcing their divorce and pregnancy. Didn't Ava and Marie Martino do the same thing a few years ago? Right? Anyways, this year's love in Italy. She is writing the, she is literally writing the playbook. She's writing the playbook. As I think, I'm not sure if you or Timmy wrote this. Technically, it wasn't the, the same thing because they, they announced both things a month apart. But, but, but we were we were shocked by the closeness of the. It still counts. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's some. There was a. There was a kind of like Jimmy Allen's single post announcement. There was like an elegance to it. There was a nice like. It was so concise. You know, everything was in one right. little post. Eva spread right. it out because she's a content creator, so she has to get more clicks. And to she use the needed phrase. more like she needed more bumps. She needed mm-hmm. to be first divorced, then pregnant. You know, and had to have them be separate. It was like doing a, a slideshow, <laughs> you know, more clicks, right. slideshow, slideshow. She knows how Not content just one works. Slide. She's a content right. creator and she built her business from the ground up. <laughs> cool. Lucas Gage and Chris Appleton wed in front of Kim Kardashian, colon sources from page six. Okay, I'm at first, like, I bet this is still fake. Like they just did a little ceremony in Vegas, but they're not really, but, but. Records show that they applied for a marriage license in Clark County, Nevada. I don't know. That sounds like some paperwork is happening. That could be real. Crunch, crunch. Getting married is the easiest thing in the world. You sign a piece of paper. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is not. I know, and you're married. You're married, and you're you're disgracing the the tradition. What are you desecrating? Marriage or whatever. I'm not saying the marriage isn't real. I'm saying there's an ulterior Nothing easier than here. getting an annulment. I just, you, you always think that it's like the couples are real. So what about this couple screams not real to you as someone who always believes that the couples are real? No one's, I, I no one has wanted attention more since we started this podcast. No who right, liberty that we've covered on the podcast that's has true. wanted attention more than Lucas Gage. That's, that's, that's my argument. And it's been now such a fast three years upping upping the ante upping the ante upping the ante of lucas gage right a director made fun of his apartment which i don't really think he was making fun of his apartment a director <laughs> showed empathy he went for the way that he was living during the pandemic and he went viral and we can't about stop lucas him. gage's apartment over zoom then he crashed paris hilton's wedding then he ate ass on white lotus he got his ass then eaten, he I think. Okay, Actually. whatever. Then he <laughs> did this. Then he did that. Then he started dating Chris Appleton. Now they're married. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree that it is a little bit. This person had never heard of him in my goddamn life, and now he's everywhere. And there mm-hmm. is something a little bit like uh, uneasy about that mm-hmm. fact itself that creates like suspicion around his behaviors, including yep. getting married in front of kim kardashian it'd be one thing if he like by kim kardashian (laughs) right there's it's the most like public facing type of last minute event you could like the way that you get publicity in terms of relationships is you date somebody famous Mm -hmm. you 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 marry them in front of kim kardashian Mm -hmm. by kim kardashian it's funny that they say in front of it's like she was there it's weird they didn't say by versus in front of like she was one of six guests. 
And she officiated. Yeah. Right. It's so she weird. It's not weird because she's close with Chris Appleton. I mean, that's a person who touches her head every single day. Like they're yeah. obviously close. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't doubt the that Kim and Chris are close friends. That I fully believe. And I don't doubt that Chris and Lucas probably like each other. You know, like I'm sure they're having a good time. I just think that they're doing this for reasons that have not yet been revealed. And what you were saying about the way all of this was done in a way that is so I don't know. Public? Public? But it's but it's just like all of these things are so what, what is what is what is what is the word I'm looking for? Um, 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 God, come me just being thirsty. All of these things thirsty. were done in a thirsty way. You got married. Kim Kardashian officiated. Shania Twain was there. You did it on her private jet. You did it in <sighs> Vegas. You know, like all of these things were designed me, to like, get attention. Playing the devil's advocate is like they were going to Vegas to see Usher. Uh, it just and then you get married. Like you get married. Like that's mm-hmm. and like Kim. It was there because she was like on the trip with them or whatever. But yeah. also. Kim feels very much too busy, too many kids to just come along to a random Vegas trip without a specific reason. Kim's not just like coming to see Usher. Kim doesn't need to like, you know, go see Usher like randomly. It it, In a way, it feels intentional, although because Vegas weddings are so like, we're in Vegas, we might as well get married. Like, that'd be so funny and fun. Like, it feels, I think it wants you to feel like it's loose. Yeah. Like. And in, 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 I might argue, like, they were just there and last minute they got married or whatever. But it's also, like, it seems really planned as well. And also, I mean, it's worth pointing out, Kim Kardashian is still the star of a reality show about her family. Like, this is probably an episode of the show. And oh, my God, you're I, so right. It's you're probably so an episode right. of the show. And the show comes back soon, I think. Right. It's like Shania Twain didn't perform. You're still the one for this couple, not in front of the Hulu cameras for yeah. keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah, totally. What is Shania doing? Shania's promoting a tour right now that she yeah. had like a two week break from for this. You know, right, like all of right. this. It's just like if you want attention and you know that marriage really doesn't mean anything, no offense to my own marriage, but it's just like it's very easy to get married and it's very easy. Oh my God. No offense to my own marriage. Wow. Okay. Just I don't, I, I'm just, it's, it's easy. Mm-hmm. And you look at all the timing. I don't think anyone is shocked or offended that you're that you're saying that marriage is kind of a not no. a very not a not a stronghold of our culture as it once was. Yeah, it's no. very easy to get a marriage. Actually, Kim Kardashian. Look at Kim Kardashian. It's very look easy to get out of marriages. <laughs> and then the 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 Shania Twain of it all has made me so mad since I saw she was there and I was like, okay, she had a break. She's doing this for herself. She's like, this is good for Shania Twain. She's smart enough to know that appearing here is good for her. This is good press for her. Well, she's known as but a like, Vegas girly, so that's yes. also why. She's touring her Vegas show, I think. Or she's, she's touring well, she's the touring version the of show. her Vegas show. Yeah. Right. Yes. She has a new album, so she's touring she has that. A new album. But yeah. Queen of Me. But You're Still the One is the song that she sang there, which almost feels so... It feels like it's so wrong that it has to be a joke. Like... I think Lucas Gage is insufferable, but I also think that he knows exactly what he's doing. And like, he's clearly good at this, at like maintaining control and dominance over the attention economy. Point is, Shania Twain saying you're still the one at their wedding. You're still the one is lyrically, explicitly, objectively about people who've been together for a long, long time. Bobby wrote this point in uh, 45 font in the doc (laughs) so that he didn't forget to say that you're still the one is about couples that have been together a really long time. For a long, long, it is long, true. long time. So it's almost yeah. like a gap. It feels like a joke to me. They said I bet they'll never make it but just look. 
that that's the wink wink of it all where yeah. it's like what's another Shania Twain song that you would um suggest that they that she sing to them though like don't be stupid <laughs> <laughs> honestly don't be stupid you have the opportunity for Shania Twain to sing at your wedding, you take it, right? You take it. Right. Whatever you say. Right. Whose bed have your boots been under? Fine. I'm but if get I'm doing good. a Fine. last, mi- if I'm doing a, a, like a, what do you call it? Rushing to the altar. What is that called? Eloping. A, uh, if I'm eloping, you're still mm-hmm. the one. Does not make sense. It doesn't make sense. To be sung to me. If anything, it's kind of a gag, right? It's, it's a your gag. Your friends know it's a gag. It's a gag. That's what, that, that's one of the things that set alarm bells off. Like it's ir- it's irritating at first. You're like, why the fuck did you sing this song that is about the opposite of what your relationship is about? And then it's like, well, maybe it's pretty on the nose. It's a gag. They're not. They've been together for a few months. Look, the fir- looks like we made it. <laughs> mm. What? Yeah, I mean, and I'm thinking, would any of her songs actually work? I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to replace it with a better song. I mean, the song that you'd never heard of until we went and saw her live, and you were like, "What's this song?" And you were completely gagged by it. Love gets me every time. Oh, I love that song. If you want to touch her ass, that that could just be a song about like doing Kim's hair. I think that there are plenty of songs that Shania could have sung that would have been more appropriate. Yes. And the fact yes. that they sang the most obviously inappropriate one is sus. Yeah, what about Kaching? Lindsay Bobby, uh, Timmy, BLT. I'm calling because um, People Magazine did like a pregnancy picture exclusive with Miss Nikki Baby and one of the Ball Brothers. Um, arguably, at least one of the Ball Brothers is of them, but uh, I their behavior feels very hooey, and I think this is an opportunity to talk about them and their hooey girlfriends. Uh, yeah, crunch, crunch. Uh, me and Grease, Lindsay Podcaster. There are three ball brothers, and they all play ball. We haven't talked about them. In we a while. haven't, but they're yeah. th- but and I they have a go dad who's like. There are three ball brothers. They all play ball, and they have a dad who's also involved <laughs> in their ball playing, right? And yes. we talked about yeah one of them. 
But we also kind of talked about two of them. We didn't We've talked about all of them. But we didn't talk about this one. Also, their dad's kind of more famous. We haven't talked about Leangelo at length ever before. Lamelo and Lonzo for we sure, and the dad about who's hilarious. Lonzo. We talked about Lamelo, but I didn't yeah. even know there was a Leangelo. There's a third ball brother, and yes. he also plays yes. ball. He's on the NBA G he League. He also plays ball. Don't know what that means. He- He's not in the NBA, which is a thing which I didn't even know about until this research. He's the middle His ball His brothers are both NBA guards. The Greensboro Swarm. I don't need the you to Greensboro tell me, Swarm. but I'm just – he's 24, and mm-hmm. he is engaged. Nope, he's pregnant. No, dating. He's dating. Miss Nikki – he's dating Miss Nikki Baby, and now she's pregnant, and they got a people exclusive, and they did the, the Demi Moore classic. I do love this because she's wearing like nude panties. So you, it looks like mm-hmm. you're getting vagina, but you're not. And it's just. Mm-hmm. But you're not. So I like that illusion. It's a nude illusion. And I also like the classic mm-hmm. arms over tits to cover nipples. And his arms are like <laughs> cover nipples. gorgeously tattooed. So it's just like a nice shot. It's also very much like uh, airbrushed to hell. And his yeah. head, because he's got dark hair and he has like a really sharp uh, fade. It looks like he got a little lobotomy and his head is just open because the background is black. So do you notice it's like his hair like look goes into the background? Like didn't even think about this. They didn't want to fix this at all. So it looks like he has like do, you know what I'm talking about? Like did, looks like Hannibal's there. It looks like Hannibal Lecter's there. <laughs> yeah, he look. He took a mush mush. Hannibal took a mush mush. Looks she funny. looks amazing. They spent the airbrushing budget on her and they were like, we don't have the budget to do the top of his hair to make it sort of like distinct against the background. I just think people did him a little dirty by doing that. Anyways, they're both excited about being parents. We we can't wait to meet our baby and begin this new chapter together. It's super exciting for us She's... being first-time parents and getting to experience everything together. And in this relationship, she is eight years older. I know you love that. I know you Duh. love when the, uh, when the woman in a straight relationship is older. She's 32. He's 24. But he is She got really famous because of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Young. Yeah. She's on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Yeah. Who, do you know why she's Was. on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood? Is that like... Is there a reason? Did she She date? was on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. It's just another day of being fabulous. You know how it is. They asked Miss Nikki Baby to be the face of this beauty bar party. And since I'm always looking for ways to get my face and brand out there, you know I'm going to work it. This is really nice. I mean, everything I do is nice. Like, uh, looks like you have some company, honey. Yeah. Nikki invited me to her event to cover for Hollywood Unlocked. But really, she dated... She dated so many people. I mean, like, this is just one of those reality shows where, like, everyone dates kind of everyone. She dated um, Safari for a moment, which is, like, her biggest. Yeah. Yeah. She dated Safari for a moment. And she had, like, a thing with Quavo. And she had a thing with, which is hilarious, Jocelyn. Remember Jocelyn? Oh, she's bisexual? So then they had sort of a little fling. I think so. I think she's bisexual. I think she's bisexual. Because she had a fling. With Jocelyn. With Jocelyn. The most interesting thing about Nikki Medeiros, though, she goes by... Miss Nikki Baby, obviously. Miss Nikki Baby, is that her family is famous because her parents own, well, family own, two really famous strip clubs. It's a chain. The fucking body shop. Her family owns sure, the body but shop. You wrote this in the doc like you thought she owned the body shop, like the the store in the malls. No, I mean the body shop. When you say the body shop, no one thinks of two strip clubs. People think of a place where you buy smelly lotion in the mall. No, what I mean is it's the titular, it's the not the titular, it's the body shop and unholy. Oh. <laughs> Daddy's getting hot at the uh, body shop. <laughs> he's not getting hot at the mall putting on lotions that are smelly. No, 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 no. Yeah. 
you could smell the body shop uh, from down the street is what I'm saying. You could smell that smelly lotion. Oh. Disgusting. You enter the city and you're like, Ugh. the city's got a body Ooh. shop. <laughs> okay. So you're saying she owns the body shop, which is a famous She's from a very successful nude gentleman's yes. club. <gasps> There's some in Las Vegas. There's some in Los Angeles. Uh, there's one called the Seventh Vale. There's the Body Shop, um, and her father. Her father. When you look, like everything about her family refers to her father as the Godfather of burlesque. That dancing, that like sort of vibe, is like part of her family, and that's kind of why she's famous and sort of why she has the connections that she has because of her father. The other Ball brothers also date famous people though too. So Leangelo dates Nikki, okay, but. I was like, okay, what's up with the Lamello? What's up with Lonzo? Are they still dating people? Yes. They're both dating Instagram models, <laughs> which is perfect. Lamello is dating um, a model named Anna Montana, which no, is hilarious. Stop. I'd never heard of her before. Anna Montana. Her real name is Analicia Chavez. <laughs> yeah, her real name is Analicia Chavez. Um, but she goes by Anna Montana on everything. Oh my God. And then her his brother Lonzo is dating Ali Russell. Okay. Who is also known for being like an Instagram model. Here's the last thing I want to say about Nikki Baby. When I went to her Instagram, yeah, she's showing off her pregnancy, which is great. But she's a previous reality star, right? She's not on Love & Hip Hop Hollywood anymore. She isn't. But she's doing plenty with her own business. And she's doing a lot of Instagram like ads. Like she does a lot for Fashion Nova. But another part of her bio is that she got her real estate license. And I think she works for Keller Williams. So she's pivoted to real estate, so which we all know can be quite lucrative. Imminent. I'm saying, I'm saying she's waiting for Selling Sunset she's to come saying call. Selling, you're saying sure. Selling Sunset is imminent. It's giving Selling Sunset. Giving she's a perfect Selling Sunset, selling sunset. Cast member. You're right. Because you want you want people who know how reality well, works. Well, it's so interesting to jump from another reality show to Selling Sunset because in a way what mm -hmm. you're doing is staying on reality TV, which is lucrative, but even more lucrative being a real estate agent on reality TV, meaning you might actually learn yes. something and make a lot more money than just the 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 uh, salary from, you know. Yeah. yeah. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for 50 bucks, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. You know what I recommend from Quince? I got a classic organic purse sale duvet cover. I got it in, what color did I get it in? Sand? It's a mm -hmm. nice earthy, it's not white, but it's, it's a nice off-white sand. It's great. That sounds amazing. It is amazing. I love it. It's very comfortable. Quince is very well known for their washable silk. I have a piece. I have a skirt, washable mm -hmm. silk skirt. And there's nothing like, again, I know we keep saying washable silk, but there's really truly nothing like washable silk because silk is really hard to take care of, good silk. And you can wash Quince silk. Mm -hmm. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices in premium fabrics and finishes. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Wow. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. You know that Bobby and I live in New York City. And if there's anything we like talking about other than like, you know, what are the hot restaurants? It's apartments. 
Apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place with powerful search tools that make it much easier when you're looking for a new home. I could talk about apartments for hours. <laughs> Where? What's in it? What do you want? How much? Landlords? Blah, blah, blah. What are your mandatories? Laundry and building? Oh my God, you have a washer and dryer in the unit? Never heard of such a thing. Oh my goodness. I don't need it. But you know what I do need? Dishwasher. You and I do need... Oh, I take a dishwasher. Light. I take a dish. Uh, uh, actually, yeah, I take a dishwasher over a washer and dryer in a heartbeat. In a in washer a, dryer in a New any York day. minute, baby. Any day. Do you need a balcony? No, I find balconies overrated. I think they're a scam. I think balconies are a scam to <laughs> make people feel like they have extra value. Maybe you're like no carpets. Maybe you're like I need hard floors. Maybe you're like I have a pet. I need somewhere to put my pet. These are all the things that you need to know when you're looking for an apartment. And using apartments.com means you can filter in and filter out whatever you want mm -hmm. and you don't want when you're searching for apartments. And that is yep. crucial. Features like favorites has the listings that stood out to you so you can revisit them and won't lose what could be an amazing future home. Visit apartments.com. The place to find a place. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time for you to get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit. A game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right, cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback, and did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hi, um, at the risk of asking about a them, uh, John Lemon posted a notice of his termination in this dark bluish periwinkle-ish font in, I don't know, some sans-serif font. Uh, I, I just want to know, like, what kind of, like, typing font aesthetic is this? I don't know. I would like to hear your analysis. It isn't exactly an apology. Uh, it's not an apology, but would still like uh, to hear your analysis. Okay. Uh, showing hole. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Uh, me and Bruce. What's our analysis of this released text? I don't necessarily care about Don Lemon's uh, termination. Who is a them? He is a them. The, the hubbub about this confirms as much being fired on the same day as Tucker calls Carlson is like one of the funnier media things to happen in the past whatever mm -hmm. we're not having many funny days in media mm -hmm. but this was pretty funny <laughs> and it became immediately who weekly fodder when he took a screenshot of what looks like an email forward it's giving it's, an email it's giving like forward this to 12 people to like bring yourself luck or whatever you know what i mean it's mm -hmm. giving like my mom forward mm -hmm. me an email that's like don't use this one brand of cleaner because the f you know faa said that it is bad or what you remember email for we don't really the faa what i what is, that's the plain one right the plain one <laughs> um we don't get email forward culture has really you know died off but you used to get a lot of email forwards yeah. from like ants that were just like a long joke you know like a like a well, joke facebook ruined that yeah it used to be like facebook you get a lot forward. of jokes on through email mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so what happened but this here? is what happened here he, he posted a tweet with a statement after his firing was announced so it's announced that don lemon is fired he instantly posts a tweet that is just a screenshot 
on his phone, you can tell by the margins, you can tell by how it's sort of like, it's tight. It's like too tight. If you'd been viewing this on desktop, it would have looked like it was like four lines it's long. But because it's a big font tight. on a small screen, it's tight. It's so tight. Tight margins. Like, what? It's a screenshot of a phone. It's so crazy to... It's a screenshot of an email that he clearly sent to someone, was forward, had approved by a publicist or something. Like, this is not a notes app. It's not pages. It's not text yeah. edit. It is an email forward. It's giving, why are you punishing me sent from my Sony Xperia It's Z2. giving, why you know? are you punishing me sent from my Sony Xperia Z2. Z2. Amy mm-hmm. Pascal famously wrote on 11-19-2014. I've just never seen someone use a... Me neither. It's just crazy to me that it is still preferable to do this versus just write the thing. There's something a little bit more to like a newsman or, or a newswoman or a news person that is a little bit more like official coming from somewhere as released by a website versus just tweeting it, you know, tweeting this, mm-hmm. I, which is interesting. Yeah. I, I don't really get what in our brain makes this better because this is it's mal. It's not the right shape. It's not the right color. It gives away everything. Do you think this is it's unnerving. was this forwarded by him? Did he write this then forward it? Did he write this then send it to other people? Is that what is this the statement that he sent out via email or is this like a pub, a publicity person sending him this? How has he forwarded his own statement? It's kind of weird. It's clearly been written, or it's underneath. It's underneath the it's thread, underneath like in the, the email thread. thread yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. He sent so it to somebody he else. He wrote it. He got it approved. He sent it. To, it either sent it to someone to get it approved or get an, a go ahead, or he had sent it to his, um, like his just his close contacts. Maybe he sent it to CNN coworkers. You know, whatever's happening here, it had been sent to other people before he posted it, and he was like, "This is good enough for me." And I also think that that's like, he's a journalist. He's like a in a way like old school TV journalist who's just on his email all the time. It's not like it's not like um, It's true. It does it does He feels separate from being on Twitter and all the time. It's like I'm on my email all the that time. That he is very much like I'm above the fray of Twitter though I want to announce this and tell people my side and I know that people are mostly on Twitter. To me, it's just way it's it's not as a journalist, I'm only going off like my mm-hmm. sources or whatever, even though his source is him, yeah. which is funny, you know. Yeah, his source is his him. His source is him. I was informed this morning by my agent that I have been terminated by CNN. I am stunned. After 17 years at CNN, I would have thought that someone in management would have had the decency to tell me directly. At no time was I ever given any indication that I would not be able to continue to do the work that I have loved at the network. It is clear that there are some larger issues at play. With that said, I want to thank my colleagues and the many teams I have worked on for an incredible run. They are the most talented journalists in the business, and I wish them all the this best. This gives kind of shadier I- than I would expect a PR person to approve though someone he sent it to someone first and that's why it is purple that's all this uh-huh. is uh-huh. but i've never seen it before and i really don't want to see it again because i don't like seeing email on twitter i don't like people cross it like i don't come platforms. to my twitter like, to see email you know hey blt um i'm just calling in to beg you to not talk about megan trainer going on her podcast saying that her spy kid husband's dick is so big that she can't have sex with them. Um, whatever you do, please do not talk about that. Thank you. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut, cut it. it. Megan. Cut, cut it. it. No, Megan, well, I do it. have to say people were like, 
LMAO, same thing. I'm like, no, different thing. This is like what you do talk about on your podcast. <laughs> this is like that's, a, that's what I was going to say. Is like, this is actually this is okay. like fi- I mean, fine. Do I want to hear it? No. Am I listening to the podcast? Absolutely not. So I'm not going to hear it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm seeing it against my will because it's being it's being excerpted, and that's not their fault. But these are the kind of things that you do talk about on your podcast when you have it. And I that, hate right. this. Yes. But sure. Yes. 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 This is this is good press yes. for Megan yes. Trainer. You know, this is good exactly. press. This isn't like fuck teachers. Exactly. Let's hear exactly what she said. And again, don't forget that her husband is former Spy Kid Daryl Sabara. I do it like any time. Wait, time. Yeah, I love it. How you can take this out if you want. Yeah. I'm jealous of your you sex life, and I don't even know what it is. I bet it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. How many times do you do it a week? Oh, my God. Okay, so before – okay, so that was another part of postpartum that was so hard. So before, yeah. we were like – we met during quarantine, so we were having sex, obviously, like, five times a day. I was, like, a sex addict. I remember you – Five you times said, a day? Like, I yeah. love when he, like, God bless Moses. over yeah. in the couch and, like, Oh, yeah. Violent. Oh, my God. It was great. And then when I got pregnant, I was so scared he was going to, like, hurt the baby, so we couldn't have, like, violent sex. It was very yeah. weird and to the side. I and- couldn't have sex at all in the first pregnancy. Really? I was what like, was it? My big, my husband's a big boy. Oh, okay. And I was like, she has, she has pussy. like pussy my anxiety pussy's broken, though. though. I she pussy freaks anxiety. out. Yours is little and his is big. Is that what's happening? Yes. Oh. But okay. also, damn. Like, no, to the point where I'm That's like, amazing. is it all in? And he's like, just a tip. And I'm oh. like, I can't do anymore. Oh. You know. That's her brother. Also, just pointing that out. Talking. I was gonna say she's saying all this next to her brother. <laughs> Her co-host on working on it. Her brother said she has pussy anxiety. I want you to know that that was her brother Things who said so that. Things are so deeply wrong in this scenario that are beyond just Megan Trainer talking about her husband's dick. Like that's fine. It's this is what happens when you are born on Nantucket. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. This is what happens when you have Trisha Paytas on your podcast. Like, do I have to repeat myself? Why are you making me repeat myself? Dressed as you. You invite the chaos into your house. This is like every the beginning of every horror movie. You opened the, the chest. You invited the spirit in. It's called Pandora's oh, Box. You went into the Airbnb. You, you went down into just the left. basement and opened the door. You know what I mean? You could have left. The barbarian was you there. You could have said, I'm not staying you in Airbnb. The barbarian anymore. was there and you went there anyway. I'm not going to talk about Megan Trainer's podcast every time she says something like this because this is what her podcast is ostensibly for. And this is like what's mm-hmm. working. You know, is it working? I don't know. Is this uh, yeah. whatever to find working? But I'm just saying, saying fuck teachers is a lot more yeah. damaging She's not than this. This is just kind of normal chatter. Yeah. People are still talking about their two toilets that are next to each other, you know? I know. They still have them. Yeah. Yeah. But you could get like 20,000 for like a TikTok on that. Not uh, me. I don't get sponsorships. So I'm saying I know TikTokers. I get zero on, which is fine. I have squirting videos. <laughs> but that <kid laughs> That's where I make my money. You, baby. <laughs> no, but yeah. I would love to. I need to people to call you. I know or, they they dropped I me. I don't know. <laughs> they dropped me. There's more vibrators out I, there. <laughs> vibrators. Don't they know how much money you make off of that? <laughs> I would love to. Who the fuck is that Catholic? And why is he proposing to Alex Cooper of Call Her Daddy? Brunch, brunch. Call Her Daddy podcaster Alexander uh, Cooper engaged to Matt Kaplan. Who the fuck is Matt Kaplan? Matt who Kaplan the fuck is Alex is, Cooper? Um, like, why are we even... It's funny to be like, who the fuck is Matt Kaplan? Guess what? He's a random guy gang. she met because she's a random person. Joining us is someone that I just cannot wait to have a conversation. At just 27, she not only hosts the fifth most streamed podcast in the whole world... But she also made headlines with her reported $60 million Spotify deal, the biggest exclusive deal ever for a woman-led podcast. 
here to break those glass ceilings is the woman behind Call Her Daddy, Alex Cooper. She is the co-host, uh, former co-host, current main host, only host of Call Her Daddy. He is a producer who used to date and be married to none other than Claire Holt. And he was high school sweethearts with Ashley Olsen. Stop. He wasn't. They dated for years. Yeah, this guy. Look at the photos that I added to uh, the list. Oh, my God. He he really gives. Like, he, he really Ashley gives. Olsen. We went to high school together. I knew a guy in high school named Matt Kaplan. Mm-hmm. It's like it, he's not him, but it just he looks like we went to my high school. They all went to Crossroads. Mm-hmm. Crossroads, fancy New York City school. Crossroads school with a lot of a lot of a lot of or actors. LA went to school. Crossroads for high school. LA school. Yeah. Um, Spencer Pratt also went there. Whitney Port went there. But he was married before. Now he's engaged to Alex Cooper. But he was married to Claire Holt, and Claire, Claire Holt, Holt is iconically one of the stars of H two O. Just Add Water, aka Nar Clear. That clip. Clear. Mr. Noir. She's Emma. She's Emma. Emma She's Emma in the clip. Clear. The bathroom's free. Oh no. You're quite insatiable. Emma! Oh no, Cleo! Emma! I've never seen H2O Just Add Water, but I've seen that clip a million times. The condensation! <laughs> condensation! How do you say condensation? <laughs> no, not the condensation! No! No! So he was married to Emma from H2O Her. Just Add Water, aka Claire Holt, who then was also like on Pretty Little Liars and Vampire Diaries and the originals yeah. and did have like a pretty big career. Now he's engaged to call her daddy, call her daddy, whatever. <sighs> okay. And they met okay, on they Zoom. They met on Zoom. It's... She got engaged in her own merch. That's interesting, mm-hmm. I guess. I think that that is maybe one of the most notable things about this engagement, which honestly, I don't really care about. No, I don't really either. Yeah. She got engaged in her own merch, in her podcast. It is funny, merch. though, to me, though, that part of this like W Magazine exclusive about her engagement was like, I was wearing sweatpants. It's like you were wearing your sweatpants that people can your buy on merch. your website. That's not the same as I was wearing sweatpants. You, Your nails were done. Sorry. Your hair was done. Your makeup your was, was on. Done. You're wearing mm-hmm. a full sweatsuit. That doesn't mean you were, quote, wearing sweatpants. You're wearing merchandise. So I find that a little bit i'm sorry you're wearing your job i find that not as real you were as dressed for your work i continue to be surprised that this podcast is as popular and notable as it is considering it has kind of shifted its tone significantly in terms of like she actually is a better interviewer than she has any right to be considering that's not how this podcast started so i'm impressed that she is mm-hmm. able to book big people which she does and give pretty good interviews Considering that's not what the podcast was. It was two friends talking about sex. And now that she's engaged, it's like, and the other yeah. one is gone. That's a to- It's a totally different podcast that she's pulling off now. I mean, the secret sauce is that now famous people who now want to talk to her and now want to get attention to her were already fans of hers. Right. So right. it's now like, oh, I love Alex Cooper. And now right. she's more of an interview podcast. This is great. But also they're more willing to talk to her because she is cool. Yeah, and they know they're that it's with like her. cred yeah. to talk to her. Yeah, totally. That too. I mean, it's all mm-hmm. a snake eating its own tail. Let's move on. Let's do some rapid fire calls. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. 
I just started reading the Cuts um, It Girl coverage, which is really fun, and I'm just sort of, like, scrolling the list of the however many New York It Girls that they put together. And it's really interesting thinking about them in, like, who them terms, because there are definitely some them It Girls. Like, I feel like Alexa Chung is probably a them It Girl, but they're few and far between. Like, most of them are solid who's. So my question is, I feel like we know with, um, like, actors or singers or whatever, like, what it takes generally for you to go from a who to a them. But what does it take for an it girl to go from a who to a them? I honestly don't know, and I thought you guys might have some interesting things to say about that. So that's all. Crunch, crunch. So I ate this feature up. Yum, yum. Crunch, crunch. <laughs> it's really good. It's the mm-hmm. cover of New York Magazine this week, and it's an entire kind of history of the It Girl, as well as like it's little pull-out features yeah. of, of specific It Girls. I do think that they should have done more of Julia Fox thing, because to me that is like now, but she kind of – she got a mention, but she didn't really get a, a pull-out. I think it was more yeah. of a nostalgic feature, though, package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also be, was listening to the podcast Every Outfit, Shout out. And they were interviewing it girl Candace Bushnell. almost said Bergen. <laughs> Candace Bushnell, uh, the writer of Sex and the City <laughs> and a very much a New York it girl celebrity. Just like Carrie is in Sex and the City, it's based off her. Yep. And she at one point was. And what's funny is they were talking about her getting recognized or being famous or how famous really are you. I think that it's a very interesting conversation. And she was like, you know, in New York, I'm famous. Outside of New York, I'm not famous. Compared to Luann, yeah. she's talking about Countess Luann from Real Housewives, I am not famous. When I go out with Luann, she is getting stopped left and right. I am not. And she goes, really, what makes you famous? Because they were like, oh, have you ever considered being on Housewives? And she's like, no, I was on TV, da, da, da. I'm too real for TV, blah, blah. Because she was on Housewives, but only as like a, a friend of. She was never like, as a friend. you'd think she'd yeah. be like an amazing, that show would be lucky to have her on that show because she's fabulous. And... She kind of said, you know what really makes you famous being on TV, which is something we always say. I feel like we've said this before, Mm -hmm. too. She's like, being on TV makes you famous. Otherwise, you are famous within your geographical space, which is like famous in New York. Otherwise, you're an Instagram influencer. Yes. Famous online. But that doesn't always translate to in real life when it does. It is more of an interesting viral celebrity type fame, um, but it has that one of effects where maybe you have a meet and greet and nobody comes, where even though you've millions of followers. So like, I think that there can mm-hmm. be a misconnect there. But I just thought that was a really Im- interesting conversation with like a f- it girl, current it girl, former it girl talking about the idea of being a who or them it girl because it's one of those things where I think it has more influence on the culture than on the person's actual celebrity. And I think by definition, it girls tend to be who's because there's a sort of, there's a mystery there. That's part of the, that's part of the it girls appeal. It's sort of like, where did you come from? Where are you going? What do you do? Like, there are so many questions when it comes to this type of person. There has to be a mystery. And there is a little bit of a kind of, like I always think of like Corey Kennedy, who was briefly mentioned. I don't know. Oh, was written about by Brock, Brock Coiler on in the newsletter that went with this and Corey Kennedy's thing yeah. was like she always was like she's a very misshapes it girl when I was in college she was always a mystery and still kind of is where did she go where did she come from and in the central piece one of the main it girls that they talk about is Chloe Sevigny and I think that like Chloe Sevigny is sort of a permahoo 
you know, despite being very, very famous, and I think I'll, I'll accept an argument for Chloe Sevigny being a them, but I think that, like, the whole vibe of Chloe Sevigny is that she's kind of a who. You think so? She's kind of, yeah, she's, she's, she's alt. That's always been Chloe Sevigny's appeal. And her kind of you know? maintaining that altness is the beauty of her, almost. You're right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. even when it, it's, it's like if you know, you know, and you're surprised that no, everyone doesn't. But every, but not everyone does. I just feel like the moment you be, the moment you're a them, you kind of can't be. But an also, it there's girl kind of no more it girls. <laughs> like that was the thing with this package that oh, that kind of got me a little sad, but also just like true. Like, does it do it girls even exist anymore? I mean, if you're talking about if Julia Fox is a current it girl, if M Rod is a current it girl, those are celebrities. They're celebrity. Like they're yeah. being, you know, they're yeah. they're bigger than New York. It's not just being covered in Page Six, right? They happen to live in New York, and we're calling them it girls because of well, their New York adjacency and their their effect on fashion and culture. That's just um, that's what that's that's globalization, right? That's like that's like nothing is regional nothing anymore. Is nothing regional, is regional, right? Anymore. Even Page Six isn't regional anymore. That's a larger factor to there being no it girls anymore. It's that like nothing can nothing is niche anymore. Nothing is niche. Everything yeah. goes viral. Everything goes national. Everything goes international. Exactly. You know, like it's. That's it. The moment the moment there's like a niche food that people love and you know You're right. San Jose, there's a cart selling it in New York City and Tokyo right. and fucking Marrakesh. You know, like it's it's all over. You're the right. Place. But you mentioned Brock earlier with their newsletter uh for New York magazine. And I think that like how do you become an it girl? One of the ways, Brock's gotta notice you. That newsletter, I love that newsletter, but it also makes me feel crazy because it's like Everything that Brock goes to, like those parties, I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, I cannot stop reading that newsletter. I read it every time it comes in. But it's like, that's the type of thing that you get Yes, but that's by. also why when I'm saying like, oh, I'm sad there's no it girls. Then I read that newsletter. I'm like, oh, the culture is still alive. Like, I'm not a part of it. Yeah, but like, still I still am inspired. Yeah. And I'm seeing all these people I don't know in these parties that are so cool and da, da, da. And I'm like, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. So fantastic. maybe the problem is, is that. New York Magazine is taking more of a broader view because they're doing the history of it versus they're also covering the nicher the nicher celebutants and it girls, but they are more under. It wouldn't be interesting to read about them and on the cover of New York Magazine. It's more interesting to read about them in a newsletter that's about like nightlife, you know. Um, we move on, right? We just need to recognize that Chloe Sevigny is a national treasure. That's all. She is. She literally she is. Really is. What did she show up in that I was screaming? Oh, Bones and All. Oh, she was amazing in that. Chloe Sevigny and Bones oh, and All? Amazing like, movie number one. Like, but This woman oh has no God. arms or legs or whatever. And Chloe's like, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. The whole it. time you're like, I think Chloe Sevigny is about to show up in this movie. When's she going to show up in the movie? And she shows up. She doesn't have arms. She shows up and she shows out. <laughs> she doesn't need You don't need arms to be in it, girl. No, she's slaying in that role. <laughs> she proved she could still slay okay. when she had like the wedding that everybody was talking like she had like a Connecticut wedding that was like full of fashion and like chicness like that was like Connecticut's the coolest never thing seen anything cool in there in its goddamn existence until Chloe 70 showed up and like had a wedding you know yeah and the other thing about the uh, girl Candace Bushnell you said everyone's saying like oh Luann when I'm out with Luann everyone's yeah, screaming at Luann yeah. Chloe there's like a there's an allure to Chloe. There's a you get nervous around Chloe. That's the that's the it girl vibe. I feel like she's not being hounded. Yeah. I feel like people are looking. Yeah. People might be staring. All I have to say, all I have to say is Oh no, I know what you're gonna say. Great, great patio, patio set. set. <laughs> all right, moving on. Hi Steven. Great, great patio, patio set. set. Next call. Hi, BLT. I had to pause the Sunday pod when you were talking about the paparazzi photos of Ali Wong and Bill Hader, not to call in about them, because they're both them. 
but because they're wearing matching hokas in those photos, and Hoka is using those paparazzi photos of them for PR. I work in product journalism, and this morning I woke up to a PR email from a Hoka rep, and it literally had a Dropbox link of these paparazzi photos of Bill Hader and Ali Wong in their matching Hokas. The email also contained Dropbox links to Sean Mendez wearing Hokas and Martin Scorsese wearing Hokas. Um, so I'm calling about hokas to see if they're a who or a them of sneakers. I feel like they're everywhere now. My parents wear them. Harry Styles was seen wearing them. But, like, this PR behavior, trying to link up with celebrities, feels like very hooey behavior. Uh, crunch, crunch, promising young, promising young, woman, woman. Talk about an it girl. Hokas, hokas are that girl. You know, like, hokas are them. Genius. I'm sorry. They're thems. Genius. Hokas are thems, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess of, as much as any shoe could be a vent. I mean, I will. It is it, as much as like they're like here. They're, they're here. They the are the kind of we we've reached peak big sneaker, and I think that's they're the kind mm-hmm. of where we've settled. And the thing about Hoka's is that they have like the really thick. They have the really thick sole. Yeah, they're really they're really thick. They're really cushioned. <laughs> they're really thick. They're really thick. They're really thick. It's fashion. It's cyclical. They're them's. They're currently them's. By the time I get a pair of hokas, people are gonna say like, "Oh, oh there's something." Breaking else. news: Facebook shut down Facebook Watch Originals, aka Red Table Talk, was canceled. Uh, end of an era. What the fuck? End of an era. Somebody needs to pick up Red Table Talk. I'm talking to you, Pluto TV or whatever. That's a freebie or something. That's a wait. That's crazy. Hi. Um. For whatever reason, I'm on. Um... Abby Lee Miller's Instagram and her most recent grid post is a selfie that she took with Judy Bloom. Um, and I guess my question is, does Judy Bloom know who Abby Lee Miller is? Okay, thanks. Crunch, crunch. But does Judy Bloom know who Abby Lee Miller is? No. When that selfie was being taken, did Judy Bloom say, oh, right, dance no. moms? Or did she go, I don't know who this woman is. There's just a lady. I, I, I don't think Judy Bloom knows who Abby Lee Miller is. The answer is yeah. no. Absolutely also, not. Judy Bloom owns a bookstore. She's meeting lots of people every day. Abby Lee Miller is not phasing her. <laughs> um, last call. What do you think? I think, no, I think absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not. A- absolutely okay. not. No question. Hi, BLT. This is Greg from Pico. Me and my girlfriend are having a, oh, excuse me, me and my fiance are having a uh, drunken debate right now. We need to see uh, from who today uh, the pieces on the board game Battleship from list them for us please from who today that'd be wonderful all right thank you so much crunch crunch who to them i'm sorry i'm fucked up okay bye it hints it ends with him saying they're not gonna do it listen bitch listen we're gonna do bitch. it i'm gonna sink your battleship battle aircraft carrier or whatever what is this i played this game like battleship aircraft character submarine <sighs> destroyer small ship. but isn't it more important how many pegs each have like pe- i know small ship is two peg Submarine three peg. That's not what we're doing okay. here, and I can't look that up. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I'm thinking about the game and like, what are the easiest pl- things to play? And what are the be- what are the most valuable pieces? But the battleship is the themiest because, like, yeah. what the fuck are any of these other things, right? I think it goes battleship, aircraft carrier, destroyer, uh, then submarine, then small ship. I don't really have any arguments here, nor do I have any strategies in this uh, because I can't see. Although the pegs. you know what it goes. Okay. It has to be the order that this is because Battleship is the most obvious because it's the most iconic silhouette. Aircraft car- Carrier is next because it has the flat edge, so it's the most notable. Like, it's very different from the other uh-huh. ones visually. 
You know, so you look at that and you go, that's an aircraft character. Like, I don't need to know much about planes or boats to know that that is an aircraft character. Yeah. Next up, instead of Destroyer, which is my favorite, the submarine, because it, again, visually, it's more unique. So you're like, that is a submarine. Like, I could be a lay person. Like, I don't have to have been on Crimson Tide, whatever the ship is in Crimson Tide, to know that that's a submarine. You know, like, I don't have to be have on U571 to know that's a submarine. You photos of these ships, like, that are drawn. I don't know what those are. I know the pieces from the game that have the holes in them. So I'm like, I'm talking two hole, three hole, yeah. three hole, four hole, five hole. It's like, that's what I know these boats as, right? So what are the... Aircraft carrier, <laughs> aircraft carrier is five yes. hole. Battleship is four, four hole. hole. Then we have two... Th- Destroyers, three hole. So is... Uh, submarine. Submarine and then three small hole. ship is two and hole. And small ship two hole. Okay. I feel like the 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 more with the ones with the more holes are the themier, and then the ones with the less holes are whoier. And once again, we're talking about holes. <laughs> Sorry. So battleship and aircraft character carrier are the are the themiest. Then we go submarine. Yeah. Destroyer. Then we go small ship. Yeah. I didn't know small ship had a name, and apparently it's just small ship. Did Rihanna have a song in Battleship, or was that just the Star Trek song? Oh, wait, I thought she did. I think she just acted it. That's crazy to let her act in your movie and not be like, give me a song. Ready to play with the big boys? I had to do some research for this film, definitely. I had to research weapons. Shoot. I also trained with people in the military, people in the Navy. The training, the, the drilling just really ripped me apart and broke me down and really got me out of the mentality of being a celebrity or Rihanna and really helped to teach me what it took to be in the Navy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There? Are we the call-in show? Keep calling at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our video theme song on Tuesday. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Support us on patreon.com slash weekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, a monthly newsletter, commentary tracks, and more. You can also get the audio-only, audio-only on the Apple Podcasts app. Just click subscribe. Also, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts while you're there because we love your ratings and reviewings so much. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Tell us what you think the Vemiest Battleship piece is and give us yes. five stars. Oh, if you listen on Spotify, that will be in the poll for today's episode, which Battleship piece is the Vemiest. poll? There are polls on Spotify. Yeah, we're going to start using Spotify's like poll feature. Oh, they have so polls fun. and q and I love that. If you listen on Apple, leave a review. If you listen on Spotify, our poll. fill out our poll. <sighs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> you will say that. I'm sure I'm not the only person calling about this, but you guys said that you wanted Lowe's spawn in here in Chicago. My... <laughs> ad before the play of the podcast was Lowe's Spawn. You spoke that into existence. Congratulations, Lindsay Podcaster. Hi, Bobby Lindsay. This is for Bobby. Um, I think this is actually Denny, but it's fine. Um, I just wanted to say that I watched Jake Gyllenhaal on Hot Ones, and I never really, you know, got it with Jake Gyllenhaal, I was like, okay, whatever, this, like, white man is attractive, sure, but okay, and then I watched him on Hot Ones, and I was like, oh, my God, I get it, he's so fucking charming, 
like, I was shocked. I get it. I'm fully Jake Gyllenhaal-pilled at this point. Wow. So charming, so charismatic. It, like, made me mad how charming he was. Um, so, anyways, Jake Gyllenhaal, who, uh, them, Hot Ones, who, and I get it. I, yeah, I'm on your side now, Bobby. I, I really get it. Okay. Crunch, crunch. Oh, my God. Lindsay, Bobby, to me, I'm taking my kid to daycare, and the guy behind me is drinking straight out of an International Delights bottle, and I cannot even understand the aspirational level of grunge there. Anyway, crunch, crunch. Thanks.